Hi, everybody. This is Roy. Welcome to another Parkport Podcast interview. Before we get started with today's episode, just a reminder that all our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you're listening. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel for special episodes and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our live streams, which will begin again uh, towards the end of May. And uh, episodes that you've missed are up on our YouTube channel as well. Our guest today is singer James Labrie from Dream Theater, who recently won a Grammy Award for their track, The Alien. He has a new solo album coming out called Beautiful Shade of Grey. Had a chance to catch up with James before the band's European tour. Take a listen. Well, good to see you, man. It's been a, been yeah, a little while. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot going on. Um, you know, you just came off the tour. Uh, you got the new album, Beautiful Shade of Grey. Uh, mm-hmm. which comes up very soon, May 20th. Uh, a new single just dropped, which is, uh, or well, yes, as we're talking, it'll, it will have dropped. It, 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 yeah. Uh, give and take, which is uh, really nice, man. But I want to talk first, uh, importantly, and I'm sure everybody's bringing this up with you, which is a big Grammy win from uh, wow. uh, about a week ago. Um, that's exciting, man. I, I was still yeah. for the nomination. Uh, but then I, I'm sure you also thought, I mean, looking at who else was in the category, you really have no idea. I mean, there's some, some pretty big, well, uh, sure. I mean, you got the Deftones, you know, who I've, who I've always loved. And I think they're an amazing band and, uh, you know, Mastodon, a freaking great bunch of musicians, like yeah. and they write great killer stuff. And then you had Rob Zombie, and then you had uh, who's it? Gr- Gr- How do they say? Gojira. Gojira. <laughs> Gojira. Fuck. I always want to go Gojira. You know. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, I'm, uh, no, it's not necessarily okay. Yeah, Gojira. And you know, like, I mean, there there was great bands in that category, and uh, you know, it it was just kind of like once again. I mean, that's our. You know, we had been nominees twice before, and um, you know. And uh, like in 2012 with On the Backs of Angels and 2014, uh, The Enemy Inside. So I guess it is true what they say, the third time's the charm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, but it, it, you know, it was anyone's guess because it was funny because we were sitting around and, you know, my family's there, my wife and kids and they're like, and their friends and they're like, well, what are you thinking? I go, you know what, to be quite honest with you, I'm not thinking anything because I don't want to psych myself out and then have huge disappointment. So I said, you know what? I'm 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 kind of like just staying neutral here. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be fucking down in the dumps after. So if I don't think about it too much, if we don't win, then I'm gonna go. Okay, well, let's move on. Right. But uh, you know, all of a sudden my phone just started. It was freaking on fire for about four hours. You know, and it was like you know, all of a sudden I'm getting texts. We won. We won. We won. We won. I'm like, what? Oh my god. You know, and uh, <clears throat> and then. I see the video with John going up and he did a fantastic job, well poised and, you know, well spoken. Of course, he always is. And, you know, and, and then a little humor thrown in there, you know, like everybody's been telling us that we write songs too long and uh, crazy time signatures. Tap your foot to 17, 18. I thought that was great. You know, it's like fucking right yeah. on, man. <laughs> you, yeah. you let him know it, man. You yeah, let he covered know. everything perfectly. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah it was totally. a hell of a speech. It really was, yeah, man. Yeah, it was. Cool. It was. But it, it felt great. You know what? It, it's uh, it's another echelon, you know, that we've uh, achieved. And, and, and I think it, it speaks volumes for uh, the Grammy Academy, you know, because in, in the sense that, you know, a band like Dream Theater, you know, that isn't your run of the mill or flavor of the month or anything like that, you know, winning the Grammy, I think it says a lot. It's just like, OK, you know, we do recognize 
you know, great musicianship and, and, and the art of writing a great song. So, you know, it, it's, um, it's very, very cool. It's cool. I thought it was actually interesting because I watched, they did the early uh, session of the Grammys, you know, the, the, uh, all the awards that don't get aired at, uh, on the main show at night. Or yeah. yeah. God and forbid. God yeah. forbid they include some rock yeah. on the night show, but yeah. uh, uh, I actually found that early uh, show really interesting. And I've never actually watched that part before, yeah. but I was like, this, to me, not to disparage anybody that wins late, you know, at the, the night. Well, of course. You know, but, but it's like, the, it's all these weird categories of musicians that you don't normally get to hear or get mm -hmm. recognized. And I thought it was really cool. And, and all these different categories of like real musicians and, you know, the jazz yeah. guy or the blues guy or, you know, all this stuff. And I was right. like, oh, this is pretty cool, actually, to see these well, guys. Because it's such it's such a big part of yeah. of music and, and of the industry. You know, when you think of jazz and blues, well, blues was the, you know, the precursor to freaking rock and roll. Let's face it. It, yep. it totally was. And then what was the precursor to to the blues and, and everything else that has become our music, classical music? If you think about it, you look in, you look at rock, but especially if you look at progressive rock, how many times can you hear a song or a piece from a, a progressive band and go? man, that's, that's freaking orchestral, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Especially well, where do you rock, think that yeah. freaking comes from, you know? And, and so it's, it's really cool because, you know, you, you, if you go back deep enough, you can say, wow, holy shit, you know, that's a derivative of that. That's a derivative of that, you know? So I think everything should be acknowledged and, and definitely like you're saying, you know, the afternoon awards, it, it really does get to the guts and core of why music is what it is, you know, in a more expansive form. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because so the, the artists cool. that win a lot of them at, at the, the nighttime ones, they you those are the people that you see all over TV all the time. Sure. You know, they're the I mean, well, it's the, it's the pop culture, the right? Right. Yeah. So, it's the pop culture, which everybody's inundated with on, on radio or many other uh, medias, so to speak. But but the but the fact is, is that that's really the tip of the iceberg, really, sure. you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think because of uh, technology today, at least people now have the freedom to, if you're looking for a certain style of music, you can find it, right? You know, yeah. like, hey, man, that's not my cup of tea. Well, look it, man, there's a whole freaking tea store over here. Go on inside and have some fun. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, Whatever. absolutely. Yeah, yeah hey, right on. I mean, yeah. uh, but, you know, what's interesting, and you you would definitely not know this, but um so the the we started the prog report in 2013 you mm -hmm. were the first interview we ever did or that oh, wow. i ever did uh wow. for for your last uh solo record in permanent residence for that holy that was, shit yeah is that right yeah wow man pretty cool i mean it was a big score wow. for us at the time <laughs> that's Jesus, the first interview eh? it's very well, exciting this is poetic justice right here it is wow almost Close to ten years, almost. I mean, we're you know, it's it's pretty pretty yeah. cool. So, I mean, you took a long time uh, between that mm -hmm. record and this one, and I guess Dream Theater was really really busy all those years. Right. Um, but I'm guessing, I mean, the pandemic and having some extra time did that that let you do this one finally? Well, that was definitely that was part of it. It was serendipity, a little bit because uh, Dream Theater had just played our uh, last show in Glasgow, uh, February twenty third. Uh, 2020 and February 24th I'm in the Glasgow airport waiting for my flight to go home 
and lo and behold, I'm sitting in a Starbucks and Paul Logue walks by and he looks over and he goes, Hey James. And I was, you know, sitting around with, with, with John Mayung and our tour manager, Rick Fulner and oh, a couple of guys, a couple other guys. But anyway, so I'm like, Paul, what the, fuck? you know, and Paul and I first met back in 2010 and I sang a, a song called no holy man for Eden's curse in 2011, which was also released as a, a video. And so Paul comes over, he goes, Hey man, I was at the show last night. I said, well, why didn't you reach out to me? And he goes, well, I was, I was emailing. I go, Oh my God, you got my old email address. So we exchanged the latest info on each other. And uh, <clears throat> it was funny because he said to me, he goes, well, you heard about this virus. And I go, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, if the, if we are shut down the entire world, do you want to, do you want to finally write that album that we've been talking about? And I said, yeah. <laughs> let's so lo and behold march 15th the world did shut down 2020 and uh he emails me right away and he goes hey man like so what do you think should we start you know trading ideas and i said let's go for it and slowly but surely you know like i, I had all these ideas he had these ideas and we slowly but surely construct i knew i let him know right from the beginning the kind of album i wanted to do was something that was more acoustically based that was the fundamentals of this album and more organic you know and uh i just said you know i want to do something completely different i want to show another side of me uh musically and I, I it also will allow me to show other sides of me as a vocalist so you know uh we did we took our time and we slowly but surely put together you know and at first it was all about just being acoustic and then, you know, after a couple songs, I was like, you know what, Paul, we can't keep doing this. You know, you, you can only sit around a campfire so long <laughs> right. and listen to somebody strumming an acoustic and singing. And then, you know, it becomes a little one dimensional. And I said, it needs to be full ensemble. We need to get other guys involved. And then at that point, Paul suggested uh, Christian Polkinen, who he's worked with in Eden's Curse. And he, Christian, I, I met him a few years ago, I think on the Astonishing Tour. I met him. He came backstage at one of the shows, and I thought he was a really cool guy. And then I checked him out, like, as far as uh, the kind of bands he was in and his playing. And I thought, wow, this guy's really talented. Incredible. And Christian brought a lot of atmosphere, you know, a lot of dynamics, to and, and the orchestral elements to, to, to this uh, ensemble. And then we got... I said, you know, well, we we got to do this with Marcos Foley because he's a phenomenal guitar player and playing all these solos in, in acoustic form. You know, he can do it justice. And he did. And then Paul suggested we get my son Chance uh, to play the drums. So I said, well, OK, that's great, man. If you if you want, I'll ask him. And Chance said, yeah, absolutely. I want to be involved. Boom, 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 boom. And then that's how it became this full ensemble and slowly but surely got together. And, you know, the thing is, is like like you just said earlier there, you said, you know, you were talking about saying, well, it's been nine years, man, since in permanent resonance, you know, and <clears throat> well, that's true. And what happened was, you know, it, the time just has a way and life just has a way of getting away from us, you know, and time freaking elapses and <laughs> slips through the cracks and and, and it's not like that Matt and I weren't in touch with one another. We were throughout the years. We kept talking about, OK, you know, let's find that window of our opportunity. Let's keep writing. You know, let's write together once again another album. And I remember we came very close to it in 2016. And something else came up. And, you know, well, I think I was just starting the Astonishing Tour or something like that. Um, and, and anyway, so it was just oh, crazy. So <clears throat> and then 
Matt got a gig with, uh, he works at Apple, you know, and uh, so he's got a great gig there as uh, I think a designer of some sort, but um, you know, so then that started and then he said, you know, I got to be really focused on my new job and blah, 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 blah. and so, you know, next thing you know, another couple years goes by, then it's 2019 and then we're like, Oh my God, you know, are we going to find the time to, and then, you know what? And then I had an epiphany. I went, Holy shit. You know what? I think I want to do something completely different. And that's, you know, lo and behold, uh, like eight months later, that's when that serendipitous moment happened. And I ran into Paul at Glasgow and that was the catalyst for starting the endeavor into a beautiful shade of gray. Yeah. You know, stylistically uh, saying that you wanted to do an acoustic record. I mean, was that inspired by any particular thing or, or were you just, you know, you know, fiddling around with an acoustic for a while, or were you listening to some kind of music that went, Hey, I could yeah. try something like that. Or where'd that come well, from? No, it was just that, you know, I was, I remember for a while there, I kept thinking about, you know, how I was so inspired at such a, a tender age from bands like Zeppelin and deep purple, you know, and, um, and queen and, 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 I remember thinking, you know, that was the classic rock era, you know, that's when it was bare bones naked and you freaking, you know, everything was new and exciting. And these bands, I mean, you know, I've always said Zeppelin is, is timeless. Their music is timeless. And the fact that those guys put together in 11 years from 1968 to 1979, you know, you had Zeppelin one, and then you had in through the outdoor in 1979. If you listen to all that music, it's phenomenal. Like those guys were, what a brilliant fucking band. Like I just, I can't get over it, yep. you know? <laughs> and each guy respective in their own field, they were brilliant. They were freaking incredible. There, there was no one like them, you know? To have Robert Plant on vocals and, and, and his lyrics. And then to have Jimmy Page, producer, writer, and mixer. And then you had John Paul Jones, incredible freaking bass player and, and keyboard player. And then you had freaking John Bonham, one of the greatest freaking drummers in rock and roll, hands down, period, boom, boom, out go the lights. <laughs> Pat Travers. <laughs> Anyways, so, you know, I, I, so to me, it was just, there had always been this thing in the, way back in, in, you know, the far reaches of my mind where I was like, you know, at some time I would love to do and pay homage to that era because I know it's deep within my core. It really, really is. It's a big part of who, what I, and what I am, even though I, you know, I've always been about, you know, that things have to be eclectic and I love heavy metal and I love freaking progressive and blah, 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 blah. And it's great to be like that. It's great to be versatile because it enriches you personally. And then those around you. And, but I, I you know, and so, Bumping into Paul, I was just like, okay, wait a minute. And as soon as we had been done talking, as soon as we talked again, a couple, well, a, about a week later, I said to Paul, this is the kind of album that I want to do. Are you up for it? And he was like, Fuck, man, I am totally up for something like that. It's something different. And, you know, a lot of the interviews that I'm doing, Roy, are like where everybody's coming back to me and going, you know, this is unique. This is something completely different than what's out there right now you know not that yeah. there's not a lot of great great releases going of course there are there's so many great freaking talented bands and musicians and artists it freaking it's overwhelming how many there are and 
the thing is, is that what I'm getting back is that this is unexpected. Like this is unexpected, but it's great. And I fully and wholeheartedly embrace it. And that's what I love because it is so freaking uh, unlike anything that I've done before in my solo stuff, because I worked with Matt Gillery and Matt Gillery's fucking an incredible musician. And I love the guy and what him and I created together are great albums. I'm very, very proud of those albums. I think they stand up, you know, against anyone and anything. And so, you know, and that's not to say that Matt and I won't work again together, you know, like, right. I know we will, but when? I don't know. It's not going to be another fucking nine years because I'll probably <laughs> retire. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but no, but but the thing is, is that, you know, uh, what Matt and I have and have had is great. And I'm very, very proud of it. I think we created great stuff. And so it'd be a shame for him and I not to do at least another one or two albums like that, you know? And... Um, and then beyond that, just doing something like this, it just it's personal maturation for me. You know, it really is because mm -hmm. it just shows another completely different side of me, another angle. But at the same time, it's still cohesive with who and what I've been throughout all the years, you know, and yeah. in, a, in a dream theater form and also in my solo albums form. So it just it's just another layer. It's another, you know, it, it transcends what I've, I've, I've you know previously done and i think it, it, it had to be done i i couldn't agree more i mean i think it's the the same kind of feeling that i had when listening to it it's it's unexpected uh yeah. it sounds different yet mm -hmm. when you listen through the whole record song after song is great they're all varied well, enough you. to to keep you interested i mean mm -hmm. from the from the first uh, opening you know the little the kind of rocker that you know devil yep. and drag but through through to you know towards the end am i right which is just amazing yeah. this is a killer yeah, well, song thank you yeah um, thanks man and uh, and actually i was going to ask you about the led zeppelin cover but you pretty much answered it i think right that's why you chose ramble on well you know what to be honest with you roy my my first choice was that's the way that's the way that's the way it ought to be ah uh, don't you know that and that was my first choice and and then paul comes out to me goes yeah that's a great song we could freaking nail that man and he goes but hang on a second i got a question for you i remember reading in one of your interviews james where you said one of your favorite songs all-time songs from zeppelin was ramble on and i said yeah i did say that and i do hold true to that and he said let's do that song like that's freaking an amazing song and we can kick kick it you know and and really make something of it you know keep it you know ourselves but at the same time don't bastardize it because you can't get away with that doing a Zeppelin cover. If you fucking, you, you can't screw up or else you're just going to get crucified <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. And that's how we ended up doing Ramble on, you know, yeah. which is a, is, is a fantastic song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Classic. And a nice job on that. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, I know your son Chance uh, through his band Falset, and, and mm -hmm. they're great. You guys did a killer Motley Crue cover last, was it last year? Oh, Kickstart My Heart. That was, that was really fun. good. <laughs> if if no one's fun. heard that, go check that out. It's a Falset. Uh, well, I'll tell you who heard it, Roy. I'll tell you who heard it. Mick uh -huh. Mars. 
Mick yeah, Marshall. I remember reading about that. Yeah, and 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 he was freaking. He got in touch with our tour manager because he knows uh, uh, Rick Foner very well, and he just said, "Hey, let James know, man. I freaking love the cover that him and his son's band Falset did. It 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 freaking kicks ass. I absolutely love it." And you know, Rick told me he emails me, and I'm like, "What? That's freaking awesome, man! Freaking tell Mick, you know, I said thank you and and stuff like that." So it was it was cool to get that nod and that appreciation from such a uh, an iconic freaking uh, you know guy and 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 from one of the band members you know it's that so is cool, cool. yeah, it yeah. Was, and it was it was a kick-ass version but yeah uh you know talk about just having chance play on your record uh yeah. you know that had to have been a, a great you know full circle kind of thing having him on it yeah man uh well you see you know once paul and i decided and we came to the agreement that okay, we need a full ensemble to do this album when it's not going to be just acoustic because we're asking way too much of the listener and we're going to lose our, you know, their attention. So let's make it full ensemble to be more dynamic, deeper, richer, uh, more elements to to really create this, you know, uh, full freaking orchestral like, you know, at times, uh, but very dynamic throughout. So, you know, at first, um, Paul, I said to Paul, I go, well, you know, we've been let's think about a guitar player and we were entertaining a couple guys. And then I went, wait a minute, what are we doing? You know, I know that if I call Marcos Foley, we're going to get this guy on board right away and he's going to absolutely kill it. And he did, you know, Marco did incredible. And, and, you know, that's, those are big, that's, a, that's a totally different approach than just playing electric guitar, you know? And uh, it's it's a little more demanding, <laughs> so to speak, because it, it really does strip down the musician and you better be damn good when you're doing solos on an acoustic guitar. Yep. And and he did it. He did it fabulously. You know, it's what separates the men from the boys as far as I'm concerned. And and then uh, Paul suggested Christian Polkinen, who's a great keyboard player and piano player. And, you know, Paul's worked with him uh, in the capacity of Eden's Curse in the past and all that stuff. And I and I I knew. Uh, Christian, like I said, you know, from previous, I think I met him at the, uh, in uh, the Astonishing Tour. And I just, I checked him out as a musician and the stuff that he was doing in his various bands and projects. And I thought, wow, this guy's freaking great. And then Paul actually suggested Chance. So that's how Chance came. He, Paul said, you know, I'd love to have your, your son drumming on this album because I've listened to Falset and I think he's a great drummer. And I said, well, hey, better coming from you than for me to suggest it, right? It's kind of looking like, hey, yeah, you know, I want to have my son on the net. Right. And, and he goes, no, man, I, I, I seriously want him to ask him. And I saw, I asked Chance and I said, hey, you want to be on this in the end, Chance? Absolutely, let's do it, you know? And so it was funny because Chance would be tracking his drums like, I don't want you around while, you, while I'm doing my drums. <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> no problem. You know, he says, because I just it, I'll find it as a distraction, which was kind of funny to me because I knew that he was going to be recording all my vocals. He was my engineer, you know, in the studio here in our basement. OK. And he and, and so he recorded all my vocals and, and, and he was like, you know, like a, like almost like a producer, too, because he'd be like, oh, come on, dad. You know what? I, I've heard stuff where you've done this and this kind of a voice and you can nail it and, and kick it out the freaking door and window. And I was like, okay, cool, man. So it was really cool working with him in that capacity. And then to have him drumming and then listening to his drum tracks. And then I go, you know, and I only made a few little tweaks here. I'm like, well, you know, can you think of John Bonham there? You know, because it is more in a, in a Zeppelin-ness kind of feel. Or can you think of Larry Mullen from U2? Like for a song like uh, Sunset Rune, 
Mm-hmm. And he nailed it. I said, you know, simplicity is genius and that can really go far. And I said, you know, but it's to nail it and to, and to do it justice. That's the difficulty. And he did freaking a great job. You know, he really, really did. And yeah. so, you know, throughout the whole thing, you know, and then, and then chance became more involved in, in the sense that he started to get involved with the arrangements. So when Paul and I had these songs put together, you know, he'd listen to them and then he'd go, well, you know, you see that section, do you think that's really necessary? So it's almost like he's coming in and trimming out the fat. It's like, okay, you don't, you don't really need that. Or we don't need to repeat that. We don't need to do that. And then we'd think about it. And then we, you know, we would reconsider how it was that we arranged that song. And so he w- he became very much involved in, in everything from the beginning to the end. And, um, and that's why he got co-producer credit on the album, you know, even though Paul and I produced it and, you know, we wrote the song, like what well, chance became a big part of it. And that's not to take away from what Marco did. He did phenomenal and he really just played sensational over. And then you got Christian Pokenen who d- just added so much more, um, dynamics and atmosphere and the whole orchestral sounds and feel you know that came from christian and he was amazing man he's just like an incredible musician and he got it you know and he just added that much more depth and or dimension to this album if he hadn't been there you know that's what i'm saying like we needed all it was the sum of the parts that really created this overall sonic or sound and then beyond that, getting somebody like Linus Corneliuson, who mixed this album, did a sensational freaking job because he kept the separation, but he kept everything so that everyone can be heard and and appreciated and, and felt. And then what he did with my vocals, like just, you know, like bringing out all those little nuances and inflections and subtleties, you know, that you can hear them and feel them. I mean, that that's he did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, Linus. And oh, it's a great sounding record. Yeah. 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 Sure. And then having, you know, Jens Bogren, who mastered it, which is, you know, Jens mass mixed in uh, my my previous solo album. So, you know, it, it it was just great to keep it in that same camp again. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Dream Theater tour that mm-hmm. just uh, the U.S. Uh, or North America like that just ended. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I got a chance to see one of the shows. Phenomenal show. Um, great set. I, you know. It's funny because I was reading a lot of the, uh, you know, different uh, reviews of the show and I like to check out oh, yeah. the list. I do all that kind of stuff. Oh, fuck and yeah. <laughs> and oh. Um, I have to say, I mean, I thought it was, I, I'm not making this up. I thought it was the best you guys have sounded and especially you've sounded in, in years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of shocked to see some of the criticisms and i know you addressed that i don't want to bring that up too much well no you um, can bring it up man you're talking about the fucking lip syncing and you know this is a whole i, new... I, I was watching and i'm going yeah. there's no way he's lip syncing it no. can't happen i mean you know what roy it comes down to you know these the, these people don't understand what it means to to tour nowadays and and everyone and their mother is using backing tracks and when i say backing tracks everyone i'm talking about background vocals right and then for for people to say you know and i know what they were talking about it's in bridges in the sky and at last the time has come tonight again as one oh that's funny roy i can sing that <laughs> oh my god how is it that i'm doing that and i'm not lip syncing but the fact is is like the, the thing is, is that this one, let's just get it real clear, everyone. I've never lip sync in my life and you can try as hard as you want to find 
otherwise. But it comes down to a couple factors. Yes, we do have backtrack focus. So we do have the harmonies going. Right. And in that section in particular, I am singing along and there's a higher vocal that's in the background and I'm singing the lower vocal. And then I think about a song like about to crash where the lead vocal is the lower vocal and the background track is the higher vocal. Why don't they have a problem with that? You, Why you guys do that a lot that? on, on, on studio records where your voice is doubled that way. Exactly. Which is exactly. That I know you so, guys have done. Right. So somebody says, why does he keep turning around? You know, when he gets to the end of that section, because I turn around because I turn around <laughs> and I right. look at Mike, Mike Mangini and I fucking wink at him and I smile at him and then I sing the next line. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that that's the lowest of lows. Like, you know, I know that I've been criticized in the past and, you know, I talk to other vocalists from all around the world and in big, big bands and they go, yeah, man, I get it too. I get freaking nailed. I get this or that said about me. And, you know, like even John Petrucci and I have talked about how callous and how insensitive and why is it that people just want to put you under a microscope and freaking tear you apart? It's, it's really unfortunate. But just to finish on that, on that subject is that, you know, it, it's the way that the bands nowadays, uh, we tour and we have these background vocals. And it's like John Petrucci and I said, you know, if we took all that away and it was just John singing the background, it would sound very empty. And that's not to take away from anything that John Petrucci is singing but it would sound completely missing, you know? So yeah. there's so many parts that on an album, I'm singing all these background vocals and all these harmonies, and that's what really adds to the album. And so we want to reproduce that live and have that live, not unlike a lot of other bands do when they're out there, but they're not getting ransacked and they're not being accused of lip syncing. So if they want to say this about me, you go ahead. But I can tell you right now, you are so erroneous in what you're saying, you know, and it's really, you know, if if that's the level now that people are going to that now they want to accuse me of lip syncing, you know what, you'd be best to move on to another freaking band, listen to another <laughs> band that makes you happy. Because right. first of all, I've never lip sync, I never will. But if you want to think that, hey, that's up to you. But I can tell you right now, if you watch me on the next tour and you hear me singing that section, which I just sang to you, and you want to make those accusations again, by all means, go ahead. If it makes you feel better about yourself, you know, go ahead. Yeah, right on. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, listen, I I can uh, vouch for the for the show, seeing it firsthand, and uh, not yeah. that I ever doubted it to begin with, but I mean, it's, well, you know uh, what? Here, here's the know. thing, Roy. He's like even John Petrucci and I were talking yesterday just about the upcoming tour and all that shit, and he goes, "You're fucking singing amazing. You're singing better than you probably have in in many many years." And 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 you know, like he says, and that's not to take away from what you've done in the past and all that shit. And he says, and then and then they get they do this now they're making those accusations he said it's completely unfair and i said yeah. i agree i agree but for me to say everything that i just said to you here you know that the comeback will be oh look at him trying to defend himself and that's <laughs> fine i don't care that's just the nature and the environment of of the internet nowadays yeah. you know there's there's so much uh toxicity out there you know and, the, and it's so unfortunate because what it does is it takes people's minds away from appreciating what we're doing and then bringing them to a completely different place and it's not about music anymore it's just about trashing 
people. And it's really unfortunate because I see it happening to so many bands and so many musicians in those bands. And it's really unfortunate. It really, really is. But whatever, yeah. you know, I have. Reptilian... Hey, listen, welcome to Twitter, yeah. right? And, and, right. and the internet. I have and... reptilian skin. So go <laughs> ahead. It bounces off me. Um, you guys are heading over to Europe uh, just to, to wrap up here in a few weeks. Um, yeah. You know, are there changes to the set? Are you are you able, you know, is it is it going to be similar to what you guys did here? Or, or do you know yet? No, no. I mean, you know what? We're going to keep it tried and true at this point. You know, at some point, yeah, we, we're going to have to, like, you know, lose some songs and then bring in some new songs. But at this point, you know, it was uh, like we've only been we will have only had like, uh, what is it, 25, 26 days off since we stopped right. in the U.S. So we just wanted to let our hair down and all of us went away on, like, you know, vacation and stuff like that. So we just wanted to chill. And, uh, well, I should say chill, but Roy, you know, damn well, I haven't been chilling that much. I've been doing a lot of interviews. So anyways, uh, no, we're, we're just going to keep the set list like as is. And, uh, it's still, like you said, like you've seen it, it's a kick-ass show and there's so much going on the visuals that Wayne Joyner, uh, created, which uh, it was also responsible for, you know, the devil and drag video and the give and take video that comes out, you know, tomorrow or did it already come out where i think by uh, well as we're as we're talking it's no. tomorrow but uh yeah. for these purposes yeah. it's already out so it's yeah. already out right and uh so you know and and he's also doing the the visuals for my the third single being am i right am i wrong so it's um it's just really a visually stimulating and sonically stimulating uh show to see and it, well what's it, amazing know, What's yeah. amazing about that show is, uh, you know, I know I knew going in uh, what the set list is and uh, um, you get to the thing and you're like, oh, there's only three songs left, but it's I an know. hour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the last right? three songs is an hour, oh, an yeah. hour of a show. Yeah, like, there's, there's true dream theater right there. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. But yeah, you know, and, and that's what we're saying. Like, we're still doing like a two hour show, you know, and we start the tour in northern ireland belfast you know and then uh which is great that we're going back there and then we're doing newcastle and then wembley arena in london and those three shows we're going to have tesseract out with us nice yeah and then the rest of the european tour we're bringing out devin townsend which you know i've met him before he's a great guy great musician he's but he's really funny holy yeah. shit he's funny i thought i was funny he's funny <laughs> but uh you know and, and it's just going to be a great bill i mean there's just so much for the fans to really sink into and i think it's going to be a great night of music and experience and uh you know we're looking forward to it and, and, and it will be a, a great tour once again yeah, for that, sure those are great yeah. uh, great lineups man yeah well uh listen man uh always good to to catch up with you and talk man yeah. it's been uh, a thrill getting to to work with you guys and, and oh man uh, for sure Congrats on the Grammy and all the success. It's, uh, thank you. it's just awesome, man. I'm so proud, uh, proud of the well, band and everything you guys are doing. Well, thank you for all your work too, man. Cause I know that you, you know, Thanks. you've been a big part, you know, with our promotion and dream theater. And then you're a big part of who I am, uh, with this, uh, beautiful shade of gray solo album. So, you know, I, I thank you as well. So, but it's great. You know what? Uh, it, everything is, is going great for dream theater. Um, you know, so far the, the solo album has been extremely well received and, yeah. um, so, yeah, you know, Paul Logan and I are, are very, very excited and we're very uh, happy. And, yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah. Awesome, brother. All right, awesome. man. Have a good tour. Talk to you soon. Okay. Take care, Roy. Bye, man. Yeah. 
Thanks to James for the interview. Don't forget to check out his new solo album, Beautiful Shade of Grey, which comes out on May 20th. We're going to close with a little bit of his new single, Give and Take. For upcoming news, interviews, and more, please check out parkport.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our podcast networks and check out our YouTube channel. Thanks. Can we turn to when they